Welcome to the Pastor on the Beach podcast. I'm Pastor Paul Amlin, pastor at Lutheran Church of the Resurrection in Cocoa Beach, Florida. And each week I will be sharing a message from our worship services right here via this podcast. I hope you'll consider subscribing and share the podcast with your friends. We all need to hear words of hope once in a while. Well, thanks for listening. Here's this week's message. The Holy Gospel according to Matthew, the 25th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to the disciples, then the kingdom of heaven will be like this. Ten bridesmaids took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. When the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them, but the wise took flasks of oil with their lamps. As the bridegroom was delayed, all of them became drowsy and slept. But at midnight there was a shout, look, here is the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all those bridesmaids got up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish said to the wise, give us some of your oil for our lamps are going out. But the wise replied, no, there will not be enough for you and for us. You had better go to the dealers and buy some for yourselves. And while they went to buy it, the bridegroom came and those who were ready went with him into the wedding banquet and the door was shut. Later, the other bridesmaids came also saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he replied, truly, I tell you, I do not know you. Keep awake, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Grace and peace to you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Infamous poet and songwriter Tom Petty, in a popular song, said it this way, the waiting is the hardest part. Every day you see one more card, you take it on faith, you take it to the heart. The waiting is what? The hardest part. Tom Petty fans, yay. He's a Florida guy, he's from Gainesville ever go to Disney or Epcot or Universal Studios and not have to wait in a line? <laughs> okay. Did you know that you can actually hire people to stand in lines for you? Not at Disney or Epcot, as far as I know, but at other places. I had a friend from New York tell me that, yeah, there used to be people you could hire who would stand in line at the DMV while you were off doing other things and then they would call you and say, your place in line is coming up, come on over. And then they would switch out, right? I, you're shaking your head, I love it. <laughs> I'm with you, right? What is that, this? Well, has anyone ever been in traffic? Not the first car in line, but the second car in line and the first one in front of you looks like this from behind. Meanwhile, the light changes to green, then to yellow, and then to red, and you had to wait too long, and so you missed the light, right? The best part is when that person realizes it at the last second and goes around the corner and takes off. 
there was a ketchup commercial that espoused the benefit of waiting with a song by Carly Simon. Anybody know what the song was? Anticipation, Anticipation right? Is making me, making me wait. All right, Carly Simon fans, woo. We don't like to wait for things. Just me. Do you all like to wait for things? We had this conversation at our house this week. You know, if you order it on Amazon today, it'll be here tomorrow. I remember getting catalogs in the mail. And there was a form you tore out ever so carefully and you wrote out the things that you wanted to order. And then you put a check with the order form in what? An envelope. Put the stamp on and you put it in the mailbox and it goes off and you go, please one day may this order come through. And then weeks, maybe it's months later, something shows up in the mail and you're like, hooray, it worked. Waiting is hard. We like instant gratification now, right? It's 43 days until Christmas. Audible gasp. It's 43 days until Christmas. Do any of the kids you know have a hard time waiting? Well, actually, our gospel reading is about waiting. And it's technically about the anticipation of the return of Jesus. So in a strange kind of way, anxiously waiting for Christmas is a good thing, right? The waiting, though, was very hard for those early Christians the early followers of Jesus. By the time Matthew's gospel was written down, it had been 50 plus years since Jesus' death and resurrection. 50 plus years of hearing the oral story that Jesus is coming back. And people are starting to wonder, when's Jesus coming back? The Apostle Paul dealt with this in just about every one of his letters. In our reading from 1 Thessalonians today, the Apostle is writing to the people at Thessalonica to say, it's okay if somebody dies before Jesus comes back. Right? These are the questions they're asking. Man, I've made it all this time and Jesus still hasn't come back. What happens? So Paul has to respond and it's other places too. Jesus is coming back soon. Just like those people hearing Matthew's gospel for the first time, they're getting tired of waiting, maybe a little bit confused about when exactly Jesus was coming back. Well, this reading for context is back toward the end of Matthew's gospel again. Last week for All Saints Sunday, we did a whoop, jump way back in time. We went back to the very beginning of the gospel almost. Today we're back towards the end, the penultimate part of the story. There are three weekends left in the church year, and this is one of them. 
three Sundays from now, well, two Sundays from now, will be Christ the King Sunday. And that's the last Sunday in the church year. And the readings today, next week, and the following week are intended to speak to the coming of the Son of Man. When is Jesus coming? How will we know? And then before you know it, we start reading our Advent readings that lead us to the coming of Christ as a child at Christmas. So we ask, when will Jesus come again? Even as we anticipate remembering the spectacular gift of Christ come to earth, Emmanuel, Christ with us. But we're not there yet. Jesus continues to teach his followers with parables, stories that have a point to them. And these stories, as I said last week, are about teaching Jesus' followers how to embrace their new identity, about what a life of discipleship looks like, about the ways that they will be challenged, will be challenged for living into their faith. Jesus talks about bridesmaids waiting and watching. And at that time, the bridesmaids might have to wait for a little while. Who knows if the bachelor party went too long or they couldn't get an Uber or whatever it was, right? But sometimes the bridegroom would take a while to get there and so the bridesmaids would have to wait. But I don't think that this parable is about the waiting itself. I think it's about how we wait. How do we lean into the life of discipleship? How do we follow what Jesus teaches? How do we live out our faith in daily life? How do we let our light shine? Waiting as if the bridegroom is truly coming, not distracted by life. The oil in the lamps, I think, is about our relationship with God. Having oil in the lamp, having enough oil, is about how followers of Jesus embrace their relationship with God through lives of discipleship. I'd go one step further to say that I believe that this relationship is driven by gratitude. The gratitude that we have for the gift of faith that is in us. You see, the oil in the lamps of the bridesmaids isn't just about their own lamp lighting the way. It's about how they light the way for others in gratitude for what God has done. When their lights shine brightly, the whole community benefits. We benefit in baptism. You have been invited into this life of gratitude, of living a life of faith and loving God and your neighbor in response to the gift of faith and what God has done for you. In your baptism, in fact, it's very likely that at some point in that service, the pastor traced the cross on your head and said, you are sealed with the cross of Christ. Guess what that cross was probably made with? Oil. Waiting can be very hard, but we are people of faith. Our faith calls us to wait, not passively, not apathetically, but in action. 
in action, with passion, living into hope, shining our light. The lamp we carry, the light of Christ, will point others to God's love for them. The light we shine through our lives of discipleship, through our lives of service and love of others, will model that love of God for others in Jesus Christ. And the world will see what that looks like. They will see your light shine. We can't hire anyone else to stand in this line for us. We can't even get a fast pass. It's not in the Bible. It's just you, me, the people around you, the ones the Holy Spirit has drawn together to be the church in this place. Turn and take a look. See who else is here. If you came in early, look behind you. See the people that are behind you. It's okay to look. A special dispensation. The Spirit is at work here in you, through you, through all of us to be a light for Brevard County. When we carry the light of Christ with us, the whole community benefits and we are blessed. So may the light of Christ shine in you brightly and may you feel the very real love of Christ as you wait, lamps trimmed in hope. Amen. Thanks for listening. I hope that this week's message has given you something to think about and given you hope that you are loved by God. To learn more about Lutheran Church of the Resurrection, please visit goresurrection.com. If you'd like to support this podcast or any of the amazing ministries at Resurrection, please visit our website giving page. Thanks again for tuning in to this week's Pastor on the Beach podcast.